0: Blog Talk Radio. Good
1: morning. Welcome to Three Women, Three Ways. We're doing a little bit of a different show today in honor of Mother's Day tomorrow, and that is about mothers. But we're talking about it from the fun parts. And there are some fun parts. Sometimes when you're going through it, you get stuck in the bad parts, and God knows there's enough of those. But uh, we're talking about the fun stuff today. That's, we're, we're just going to focus on the good stuff. And I have several guests with me. One is Deanna sundvik Eggy, one is Rebecca Lunken, and one is Mary O'Brien. And each of these ladies has a very distinct uh, background. Uh, Deanna, let's start with you. Um, Deanna. Yeah. I met you probably 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. We were raising our children in a school, and we were in a school program with our kids together. It was a very uh, parent participation program. You had three daughters. You, sat, you still have three daughters. I have mm-hmm. a boy and a girl, and uh, we've kind of remained friends throughout.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm.
1: Um I said in the show promo that, you know, you do have an extensive resume, but you haven't seen it since a diaper change in the 1990s. Yeah, so Yeah, yeah. Tell us. Yeah. And I have memory issues. To, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um uh what tell me one word. One word that you could think of about your motherhood experience. Baffling. <laughs> Okay, and um, how many grandkids do you have now? One, and with one on the way, or two? One, one with
2: mm, you know maybe some others in the oven. Oh, ooh, uh,
1: for oh, 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 for sure. Oh, oh yes. hmm Yeah,
2: yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> righty then. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, well, we don't know the names of your children. We don't. know Yeah. Who they
2: yeah, are. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and um, my second guest is Rebecca Lunken, who is a, an accomplished artist. She still knows where her resume is because she has a six-week-old baby. Welcome, Rebecca.
3: Thank you. Hello.
1: Yeah, and if you hear cooing, and that brings back any memories, that's because uh, Rebecca's baby is strapped onto her chest. Remember those days, ladies? No,
2: we didn't have straps.
1: <laughs> oh. Well, we had the we had the snugglies.
2: Oh, I've forgotten. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: you had three kids, Deanna? Okay, three. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it okay, Rebecca. When you have three. Yeah, <laughs> Rebecca. One word. Yeah. That so far, in your vast six weeks experience of motherhood, sums up your experience. Tired. <laughs> Good. Yes, yes, that, that yeah. seems very appropriate, uh-huh. and I do remember that part. <laughs> okay, my third guest is Mary O'Brien, Dr. Mary O'Brien. Um, uh, Mary is the mother of two girls who are right around teenagerhood, right, Mary? Right. Yeah. Yes. And so she's going through all of that teenage stuff, and Mary has an extensive CV, a very <laughs> accomplished academic and researcher, and how much did that help you? In preparing you for motherhood, Mary. Not a zip (laughs) zelch. Not not really at all. Okay, one word. If you can come up with one word about motherhood, what would you say, Mary? Um, crazy. Oh yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah. You know, when we Deanna and I were talking about doing this show. Um, one word came to mind. Now, Rebecca, you may not have heard of this woman, but I really strongly suggest you look her up and you Google her. Her name was Irma Bombeck. Mary, do you remember her? I love I
0: love to read her column every week, and it was one of the saddest days of my life when she passed away.
1: Oh, and and did you read her last her last column where she talked about her what, her boys? I remember I that. She, I don't remember. She Me kept either. her sense of humor uh, all the way to the end because um, she had three boys, I believe, and her last I think she was on was, drugs. Yeah, <laughs> no, that was before she had the three kids. Oh, um, oh, Yeah, Yeah, her last column was she took, e- basically she took each of her boys aside and said, now don't tell your brothers, but I loved you best. Yeah. <laughs> and she... <laughs> And she told told them what it was about Mm -hmm. each one of them that she loved. And and after she died, all three boys, of course, told each other that mom loved them best, and they realized (laughs) that she had had done the same thing for all of them. (laughs) And I love that. Yes. Um, So let's start with the physical stuff. Motherhood changes you, not just emotionally, not just mentally, but it changes you physically. Rebecca, what you're in great shape. Rebecca started out thin and in great shape, and she remains that way. But I'll bet you, Rebecca, there are some physical things that are shocking to you that have changed you after giving birth.
3: Well, I I had a, a little bit of hip problems during the pregnancy, and I'm hoping those go go away. Um, oh,
1: lady, right? She's hoping that they yeah, go away. I know. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing the thing that I'm
3: the thing that I'm denying in my head that is that... keep that hope alive,
1: I, Rebecca. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm
3: denying that I had a hip problem before I got pregnant, too, <laughs> and I was going <laughs> to physical therapy. So, uh, yeah, 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 that's probably not going to happen. Yeah, um, well,
1: you, well, you never I, know. But,
0: I think, you, right, Heather, <laughs> even though you said it in, um, in joking, um, you never know. I mean, it, the, some things actually can change physically after... Motherhood, for the better.
2: Well, that's true. Yeah, menopause. (laughs) Yes,
0: exactly. (laughs) Well,
1: um, for most of us, those physical changes were not quite as dramatic as a hip problem. For most of us, we went from um, uh, hourglass to uh, pear or apple shape, or as some of us went straight to watermelon shape. Uh Uh-huh. Um, yeah. What are well, some of well, Heather, that's oh, just more to love. Okay, Mary, what'd Please you
0: eat. say? I said that's just more for our kids to love. That's all.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. And they do, don't they? Don't they hang on you? I remember. <laughs> I remember my kids would do would do the mom, 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 and finally I went, don't say that. Say it once, and I will answer you as soon as I can. But just say it once. So they started taking a finger and tapping me, tapping some body part, a leg, an arm, a shoulder, whatever they were near, and they would just tap, tap, Morris tap. Or a code. Yes, and, and, and code. keep tapping, <laughs> you know. And I, I, my son reminded, my 30-year-old son reminded me of this the other day, and he said, remember when we used to tap with a finger and you said that if we kept doing that, we were going to drill a hole? And he said, <laughs> and he said we kept looking for the hole to start forming. When we would tap, you know, in the same place, <laughs> so they really thought I was serious about that one. Yeah. What other physical things? Have a part uh, uh, of. Me. For, go ahead, go me, ahead, uh,
0: being, oh, sorry. Oh, me, physical things.
2: Yep. Wow. Yeah. Um. Well. I mean, that all the obvious. I mean, everything gets stretched out. I was lucky I never had a single stretch mark after having three girls and gaining 60 to 80 pounds each time. Never wow. a stretch mark on the stomach or the boobs. Now, I think that's Scandinavian skin, I'm guessing. Yeah, that is. That's that yeah, Scandinavian yeah,
1: stuff. Boy, I... Yeah. Um, I, but I did,
2: yeah. you know, the hips spread and I couldn't wear, even though I got down to the right, the same weight. to the pants were a little snugger cause the hip spread. Uh, yeah. I don't think the
1: waist ever really returned completely. Um, completely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah completely. Mine yeah. never even you know, made a passing effort to return. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What about after you have the kids? Are there still physical things? Mary, what what about just raising your kids? Have they made physical changes in your in your Well uh, life? Um
0: the interesting thing is is that I um my husband and I adopted our girls, um, both from China and um uh do you do you know the well, obviously you guys all know the expression that you eat for two um, as the oh, baby yeah. is, is in Well, I ate for two as well, even though the baby wasn't in me. Yeah. I had this instinct or um this need to prepare myself for motherhood. And so I just kept eating and eating and eating, and I must have gained about 20 pounds (laughs) before I went to China for the first time to get um, Katie. And so I definitely had physical changes. Um, It's only taken about um, 10 years or um, how old is Katie now? She's almost 15, so probably more like – probably 13 years to lose the 20 pounds that I gained um, uh, th- while I was, you know, waiting to be a mom. And and the interesting thing is that since I've been a mom, I just have no interest um, or desire to um, work out the way that I did um, before my My role as mom um, came to fruition, and it's only been recently that I feel like I need to start running again and start weight training, but that's not because of motherhood. That's because I'm getting older, and I turned 55 on Monday, and I'm thinking, I got to take care of myself so that I can be alive at 111 and three months, which is when... My second daughter Michelle said that I needed to um, stay alive until, um, so I, that I can help her and be her mom for that length of time. So I thought, <laughs> geez, if I'm going to be 111 and three months old when I die, <laughs> I better get going and look yeah. around myself. Yeah,
1: yeah. And well, eat that you know,
0: yogurt. You know, those <laughs>
1: expectations can kill you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um yeah, that's the other thing. I don't think your kids ever realize that you're heading out at some point. Yeah. Yes. You know? Um and, and you know what's interesting about or at least what I'm finding is interesting about this motherhood thing is that you get now to see it from both sides. From not yes. only mothering but from being mothered.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah. And it and it makes you so much nicer in your thinking about your mother. <laughs> um, it does, yes. Yeah, yes, yeah. Well, you, you know, we are all talking about the weight, and uh, except Rebecca, who, you know, is great. But um, one of Irma Bombeck's comments was that she has lost a grand – she's calculated, and, and in her lifetime, she had lost 796 pounds. And at this point, she uh-huh. should be hanging a charm bracelet. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> me too, me
1: too. Yeah. And the point being that we lose it, we gain it, we lose it, we gain it. We have one kid, we gain the weight, we lose it. You know, and then we have another kid, we gain the weight, we lose it. You know, I mean, it's just like, you know, all those, those things that happen to our body physically. Um, from raising from giving birth and from raising these children, because how many snacks do you have to make for school? how many things you know and of course
0: exactly yes
1: you 've missed dinner because you were trying to take care of everybody else and get all these kids here and all these kids there, and so what happens when you 're making the cupcakes after they go to bed? You start eating the cupcake batter, you know i mean it's just a, a oh my a, favorite. Yeah, I mean, who, yes.
0: who said that that was not a food group for moms? I mean, I believe that moms have their own separate food groups um, and, and um, utilize them quite well. And our bodies are so strong because we can withstand the fluctuations in weight that are around, you know, motherhood. I, we are women hear us roar. I, we, should, we are moms hear us roar.
1: Yeah, exactly. Speaking Rebecca
2: Speaking no of food story.
1: Oh Yeah, yeah, food. go ahead.
2: Yeah, I have a food story.
1: <laughs> go <ahead>. My kids <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah. My kids favorite, favorite meal and we'd do this oh about three times a year when I was like totally exhausted, wiped out, couldn't even think about, you know, cooking dinner, was we'd have popcorn.
1: You know, popcorn for dinner. <laughs> they
2: loved it. And of course we grated, you know, sharp cheddar cheese over the top well, and we have it in to in the make microwave. The pass
1: at nutrition.
2: <laughs> oh, yes. And so we'd you know, we'd all sit down with this giant bowl of popcorn and that was dinner and they loved it. And they tell their wow. friends we had popcorn for dinner. Oh <laughs> uh,
1: my that go-to, is yeah. cool. uh, my go to was pancakes. You know it's Pancake, like yeah, yeah, pancakes. Yeah. You know, well I tried, though, to be the earth mother. I really did. I mean, I was so creative. Like, my kids still talk about popsicle peas. For some reason, my kids wouldn't eat peas, but if I shook them straight out of the freezer solid as a rock and put them on their plate (laughs) and and named them popsicle peas, then they ate them.
0: Wow. I remember
1: that. I remember
2: that.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You You guys have such great ideas. I love it.
1: Yeah you know and and I but I used to be the make my own cheese and yogurt mom I used to be the you know make my own bread yeah, you know mom and that lasted how many years I don't know four or five years before I realized that I would rather just slip my wrists than spend one more hour standing on my feet in the kitchen <laughs> trying to worry about their nutrition yeah, I
2: think it lasted about 2 days for me <laughs> Mary, are you
1: still there? Where you where you dedicate hours of your life trying to figure out how to you know make the the proper nutrition and the pro, you know?
0: Well, no, I'm still there because um, luckily my husband is this incredible baker and chef, so he actually does a lot of that baking and cooking. But you know what's funny about it is that he does it because he likes what he's um, making to eat.
1: He doesn't care
0: whether or not the rest of us like it. It's only by coincidence or happenstance that the kids, you know, like what he's making. I have, I unfortunately have the dilemma of two eating, um, two different styles of eating of my daughters. One has um, an eating disorder and um, I have to look at fat content and make sure that it's as high as possible And my other daughter um, is the teenage slug um, um, at that point of her life, um, and spends a lot of time, as much time as she possibly can, um, uh, sleeping. And so I'm trying to get a diet or a um, nutritional status for her that includes less fat and more sort of pork protein and complex carbs. So. It's hard. I spend two hours each time I go grocery shopping or more um, standing in the aisles and thinking, okay, Michelle can have this, but Katie can't, and Katie can have this, but really Michelle shouldn't. And Jim spends about a half hour and gets whatever he likes and makes it work. So I wish that I could be like him when I grow up.
1: Wow. Wow, yeah. I want him, too. I, I want do him too. At my Could house. you please just yeah. put it, put him yeah. in a package, and send him out here, uh, uh, Rebecca? Well, also are- bread. How's
0: that? It's much better.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Rebecca, you're still at the stage where it's fairly easy, is it not, to worry about the food?
3: Yeah, I just, I'm, I'm the milk bar. That's my yeah. Yes. title. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I remember. He's
3: very, very demanding.
1: Yeah. Oh. What's very demanding?
3: Well, the first couple of weeks, he was he a was little under seven pounds when he was born. In the first couple of weeks, he learned to eat about every hour.
1: Wow. Yeah.
3: So, mm-hmm.
1: I remember yeah. sitting on my bed after breastfeeding my first kid who was over 11 pounds and oh wanted to eat every, <laughs> every hour to two hours. And I uh, remember wow. sitting on uh-huh. my bed and crying, thinking, well, this is it. I will never be able to go more than an hour away from this this room, you know, for the rest of my life. <laughs> I just... <laughs> you know, I mean I'm I'm stuck here. I can't go more than an hour away. You know.
0: So but how did you guys feel about um that ability to provide your own body's nutrition to your baby? Uh, that's something that I did not experience and uh, I just have always wondered about that.
1: You know, well, I, 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 I think, I
0: think, I think uh,
1: oh, go, ahead. go ahead, Rebecca, you're you're closer to the experience. <laughs>
3: Well, I think it's great. It's and I've I've um I'm past that month point where I'm supposed to try and get him to take a pacifier because i 'cause I'm I'm gonna have to go to back to work it eventually and uh when I do he's gonna have to take a bottle and right. he's gotta be able to take the bottle. But when I gave him the pacifier and he was sucking on it a little bit, I was like, Wait a minute, that's supposed to be me. Oh, <laughs> And I Yeah. I, I thought it would be a relief to have him doing something else, you know, but it was I don't know, it felt more disappointing. Even oh. though, you know.
1: Yeah. I I, I know I felt that way, Mary, about having uh, cesareans. You know, I had my kids in the late 80s when uh, I call it the perfect size 8 delivery. You were supposed to eat right, and if you ate right and exercised and did everything right, you were supposed to just be able to puff, puff, push, push, and out came the baby, and you could go out and and (laughs) and get the east 40 in the Mm -hmm. afternoon, right? And when you give birth to an 11-pound, 2-ounce baby, it's not just puff, puff, push, push. Mm -hmm. And I ended up with a cesarean, and I, honest to God, had friends who went, oh, you had an unnecessary cesarean?
0: Oh, Excuse me. No.
1: You have a you know, a a a eleven pound kid and tell me it's unnecessary, you know. I mean I tried but i felt so awful about that i you know it was the time when they were telling everybody how horrible you know the the cesareans were and that uh, you know if your baby didn't push his way through the birth canal there were all sorts of lingering effects and psychological problems well, yes blah, blah, they blah, missed blah. all
2: that good missed all that good bacteria that they're supposed to collect down there yes. on the way out and
0: oh yeah yes,
1: yeah exactly yeah and they and, missed the
0: opportunities to have squishy of looking heads, I mean that's yeah, so important. Go. But I
1: felt really awful. I mean, I felt like I had been robbed of some of the yeah. significant oh. part of the birth experience. And I had friends tell me, you know what? In five years, you won't even remember that. You know, I mean, it will mean nothing because this is just such yeah. a li- little tiny part. And of course, they were. It was true. But at that point in mm-hmm. time, I felt, I felt a, a terrific lack. I, I felt like I was missing something. So for me to be able to breastfeed, that was like that was it. That was where I could be Earth Mother and and meet the Mm -hmm. expectations Mm -hmm. of the time. I loved it. So I loved it. I really did. Yeah, I loved it too. Yeah, um, I've seen Mary these these uh, things that you can wear to hold the bottle um, uh, on your chest. Yes, I
0: have two, and I just couldn't do it. It just, um, you know, I realized very quickly that. Uh, you know, I had, I adopted a child. That doesn't mean that, you know, that I'm lacking because I um, can't do that. And uh, these kids were so malnourished when, when Jim and I adopted them that, to be honest with you, I don't know, um, they needed lots of food. And I, you know, like you said, Heather, you felt that mm-hmm. you needed to, stay in your room forever and breastfeed every hour, I think that we we had to feed um, them a lot when they first came home, and um, there's no way that I, I don't, I mean, I don't know, but I don't think that I, I could have um, provided that much food from my body, um, um, but I did manage to keep eating. So that even though it wasn't, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, that's yeah. an so important
1: thing, Mary, that you keep up your weight. That's, that's yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, listen, it
0: was hard work, and I know that you guys yeah. felt that, or, you know, thought that as well. And um, talk about the hormonal ups and downs. Man, I just like was the total, um, I don't know, vicarious. Um, Birth mom, in terms of experiencing all those emotions and and ups and downs and um confusion, lack of sleep, all these wonderful new mother experiences and I wouldn't have changed it for the world I mean there's a lot of bonding that goes on in the middle of the night <laughs> mm-hmm. um positive or negative um yeah. but mostly it was positive it was just amazing, and the I just remember the um the moment the moment literally minutes before we adopted um before we met Katie for the first time we were at lunch and then we were supposed to go to another room and receive the babies um and I had to go to the I had to go to the bathroom and throw up I mean I was so excited and jittery and anxious and scared and um you know can I do this? I'm meeting this little person. I'm gonna be her mom. It was the most stunning experience to have this little person put into my arms and be called a mom. I just I've never it's experienced powerful. It. Yes. It is very powerful.
1: No,
0: Rebecca, no, you're no, closest okay. to
1: that experience. Tell how did how did you feel when they handed you that baby?
3: Yeah, you know, I, I I was surprised that I didn't feel emotional. Mm, really? Uh, but I, I don't I don't usually respond um overwhelmingly emotional to things. Yeah, I, 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 I was happy but I didn't feel you know, I didn't cry, I didn't feel you know, overwhelmed by my emotions at all. Wow. did um, well, you found, didn't even... Did I what?
0: What did you Did you experience that any time later, like elation or um sadness or any of that kind of
3: thing? not not like an overwhelming feeling, but you know i'm but but I think at first I felt like i was um and I talked with one of my friends about this, and she had a similar experience, but i felt uh like the the mama bear instincts like I felt protective of the child but mm-hmm. i didn't really i didn't feel the I guess your bonding period, I didn't feel like I loved him yet. Oh. And and it wasn't until, I don't know, not that I didn't love him, but you know what I mean? I, it wasn't a strong, sure. overwhelming emotion, you know, but it it just kind of gradually built. And, and I think it was probably, you know, even a couple of weeks later, and it was after a really rough night. It was probably like 5 o'clock in the morning. You know, I'd been up every hour feeding, so I probably just had a few hours of sleep here and there. And at this point, we were co-sleeping. My husband was in the spare room. It was just the two of us. And I woke up, and I looked over, and he was awake, and he was looking at me. Aww. And I remembered feeling, you know, I was so exhausted. And and then, and then, you know, I had this moment with him, and it lasted for like 5, 10 minutes. We are just looking at each other, and I was smiling. And I remember thinking, you know, how amazed I was that I was so tired and I was so happy and so present
0: <laughs> in the middle, wow. you know, after That's all. That's wonderful. That, you
1: know, yeah. Well I, I had I basically the, they they go ahead. I
2: had the same experience, um, sort of, in that I, you know, didn't feel overwhelming love and joy and elation and, you know, all that stuff upon the birth. I was just glad to get the kid out.
0: That was, you
2: know, I was glad to be relieved of pain. And I was just sort of limp and exhausted and like, oh, this is nice. Glad, you know, she's healthy, blah, blah, blah. And then it was with, you know, within a couple of days that I was really able to sort of absorb the whole thing and, you know, and, and look at her lovingly and that kind of thing. Um, so I think we all experience that sort of thing in different ways. I mean, you know, it's not. Uh, like anything else, there's not a right way or a wrong way. Right.
0: Um, yeah. Right. It's
2: kind of what it's kind of yeah. what ha- what happens, and I don't tend to be a super emotional person either. So um, oh, no. only well, when I'm
1: exhausted. Me, for for <laughs> well, me, when when I mean I I had two reactions when they put that baby in my arms. The first one was, Oh my God, why didn't somebody tell me that you felt this? <laughs> The intensity of what I felt was like nothing I had ever felt before, and of course I'm sure people did try to tell me, but it has no meaning for you right. um, until they they put that baby in your arms. I mean, it was just the the depth of of the emotion was like nothing I had ever experienced before. I mean, I, I just would not have believed it. And the second thing was, I had absolutely no doubt that if anybody ever tried to hurt that baby, I'd rip their eyes out with my bare hand.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. See, that's what I, did, I felt at somebody first was just... the protection, but yeah. not did that, somebody um, no, Wait a
1: minute. Let me interrupt here, Mary. Did uh, did somebody put their speakerphone on because that we're getting an, an echo? No. no. Not me. Okay. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs>
1: okay, great. Okay, go ahead, Mary.
0: Um, Just that I didn't actually feel... um. I felt kind of a love, but it wasn't like, I don't know, not the love that that happened later. What I felt was protection, um, a little bit of anger because she was, you know, not well and, and, you know, protective. But I remember one day that, you know, I was holding myself back, I don't know why, and one day I could feel that I absolutely fell in love. I let myself go and just fall in love with this little girl. And the same thing happened with Michelle. Um, and it, that was the time that it felt really amazing, like like I could stop being so protective and angry and just let myself go. Kind of like with my husband. You know, you literally fall in love. And I never thought of that happening With a child, and that's what happened. And you know, as as the years go by, you fall, kind of, you love changes. And um, when I look at them, um, I'm amazed at how fast they've grown, um, and that they're becoming, you know, that they are young women. And I fall in love again. You know, it's just so interesting how constant love is, but you fall in love, um, you know, over and over again with your own children.
1: I think you're right. My daughter. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, Deanna, hold that thought for a second. I want to give out our call-in number in case somebody wants to join our conversation. Call in at 646-378-0430. 646-378-0430. And even if you don't have kids of your own, you've still experienced mothering because you've been mothered. So yeah. give us a call and join in the conversation. Go ahead, oh, Bia.
0: there's a baby.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a, that's the other thing. That, 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 yeah, I hear out babies out. now. I never cared right. about babies before I had my own. Now I hear babies, and I just want to go over there and grab that baby. You know? yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, I, listen, I listen to baby giggles on Facebook. I mean, there's ah. nothing better than watching a baby <laughs> giggle and listening to it. It just makes oh, my day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a great idea. But I, I wanted to say, uh, talk about my daughter, my oldest daughter, who recently, well, two years ago, um, had a, a little baby, a little baby girl, Eleanor, and she's pregnant with her second girl now. But about two, three months after she'd had her, she was, we were talking on the phone, and she said, Mom, I never realized how much you must have loved us until oh. I had Eleanor. Oh, oh my wow. God. I just I just wanted to, you know, burst into yeah. tears. Oh,
1: God. When so your sweet. kids have and those realizations, it means yeah, so much. Yeah, yeah, You know, my daughter came to me. Not, uh, the, uh, she just got married a couple months ago, and um, she was up the, up last week. I mean, she lives in Portland, I was in, in the Seattle area, and she came up, and we were just – talking and chit-chatting and she said that she and her husband were talking they're, they're thinking about having kids in a couple of years you know kind of thing and uh, she said yeah we were talking it must have been really hard for you being a single mom and not being able to have anybody to talk to about decisions rights and whatever and i just went oh my mm-hmm. god <laughs> oh my god thank you this? yeah Yes, exactly, thank you You know um, Because it seems to me that one of the things That I Want most For my children, I mean beyond For myself, you know, beyond the wanting them To have good lives and be happy And all that stuff, but what I want From them for me is some sort of Acknowledgement of how hard I worked
0: (laughs) Yes Yeah
1: You know. That's called normal, Heather Oh, is it? (laughs) I yes. thought I was a selfish bitch, but okay. <laughs> uh, well, that too. but still. <laughs> but it, it, it just means so much. Rebecca, you're just starting this yes. journey. What are you? What do you want for your child as he grows? What's, what's in your mm-hmm. brain right now? What are you thinking right now that you want for this, this child? What do you want to be able to give this child?
3: Well, I think the, the biggest thing I just want him—I want him to be happy.
1: Yeah.
3: And that to me is health, and you know, having good health and having his needs and his needs provided, and not feel like he is in want of things.
1: Yeah. And you realize yeah, want of course him to be, be so loved. that there will be times when he is not happy. Yeah
3: okay <laughs> <Definitely>. yeah <laughs> just wanted
1: to be sure I just wanted to you know yeah
3: so <laughs> um, you know i mean i I had a i had a, 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 i don't know a funny upbringing, but I was a happy kid, and I think that just having a loving environment that can go a long way,
1: I think accepting so. your children, I think I see a lot of parents who don't who mm-hmm. have a child that's maybe different from them and i'm not necessarily talking about any uh, capability differences i'm just talking about personality and Mm -hmm. you know and i see so many parents pushing their kids because they have an idea that this kid will be happy if this kid is an attorney or this kid will be happier if he cleans his room and keeps it impeccable you know and and i realize after having raised a child who is very different from me although the older he gets the more i realize he's probably not that different. you you kind you know they kind of come the way they're going to come
0: Mhm
1: they kind of are who they are when you get them exactly. and you can nudge them and you can push them but they're kind of who they are they they're already the people basically in there that they're going to be do you guys agree with you me Tiana Mary
2: you can sort of tell that at birth Yeah I mean, the, the three three different three different girls Came out of there with the same dad <laughs> And no renovations in between, I might yeah. add.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: And, 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 you know, at, at very, very early, they were different. Yeah. And then I guess sort of, that
0: um, kills the nature versus nurture no. debate, huh?
1: No. Yeah, yeah. More, no. I think you can nudge them a little bit one way or the other yeah. with the environment. Yeah. Yeah. Or teach them
0: behaviors are the that arc. are acceptable.
1: Yeah. What? What was that? Or teach
0: them the acceptable, you know, behaviors, but the core essence of of children can't change. That is who they are. And I think that's what you guys are talking about, right?
1: Yeah. So I mean, it, it, yeah. Pretty was much. Jeffrey Dahmer, Jeffrey Dahmer, when he got born, I mean, I don't know. I, I would be willing to make yeah. a case that if you have aberrant behavior, if you're raised in an aberrant and a destructive environment, that might that might change. Yes, nudge you who you are fundamentally. Mm-hmm. But yes. within the norms, uh, the ranges of normal behaviors and normal experiences in life, I think you just are who you are, and you can get nudged a little bit more in one way than the other, but that's about it. Yeah. Interesting.
0: Yeah. I and think
1: that, yeah, it how is. How weird is that?
3: It's all It's all bizarre.
1: Yeah, it is. Well, and it, and, and I don't know. I mean, uh, Irma Bombeck said if somebody asks you if you'd like advice, it's not a question. They're just making an announcement that they're going to be giving you advice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So, so if 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 Rebecca were to want my advice, I would say, relax and enjoy <laughs> this child, and and learn what who, learn who yeah. he is, rather than who you can make him. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice
0: point.
3: Um, and my my general attitude about most things in life is, ah, it'll be fine. So <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm on my That's way. That's a good attitude.
1: I think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I tended to be very tense and okay, what's the worst that can happen? We can prepare for the worst, you know, and you waste a lot of time doing that.
0: Yeah, but you you were a single mom, Heather. I mean, you kind of had to kind of like prepare for Mm -hmm. the worst. Do you think that was probably the case or no?
1: Well, I suppose so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of trauma and all that kind of stuff, and there was a lot of danger lurking and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So probably it wasn't unreasonable. I should probably be t- I should probably adapt uh, Rebecca's attitude to, to me personally. Um, that's the other thing. <laughs> As mothers, we, you know, Irma, uh, and again, I keep going back to Irma Bombeck because I researched her for this this show, and she, oh, my God, the woman was a genius. Um, yes. And she said guilt, it's the gift that keeps on giving. And it's guilt. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you
1: know, I mean, that, and, and I think that, you know, when you when you have children, I mean, oh, my God, there's no end to what you can feel guilty about and blame yourself for mm. and and judge yourself over. Um, and pass that and, on
0: to your children.
1: Of course. You know, I mean, I think that for a long time with my children, I just pointed out what I did wrong with them. I'd go, oh, I shouldn't have done that, honey. Here, here, there. I, oh, I, what, you know, well, I'm no good at that, blah, blah, blah. And somewhere, you know, as I approached middle age, I started thinking, "Well, what the hell? I'm as good as anybody else." <laughs> <You know? laughs> and so, and so, I started conveying a little bit of a different message. And I think that that, you know, that that attitude of perfection that we had to have with our children—that we had to feed them the organic crap, we had to, you know, give them every experience, we had to da 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 da. And if you just couldn't hold up to all of that, then somehow or other you were deficient and you were scarring your children forever. Deanna, right. you raised your kids huh. in that same, you know, 90s kind of environment. Did you feel that way? Who? Me? Deanna? Deanna? <laughs> oh
2: Hey, Deanna, oh, you're, I out, you're doing yeah, a radio show
1: now. Yeah,
2: I guess I was thinking. I, I had something that um, I think Dr. Phil said it. Um, and about guilt and doing the right thing and all that was, you do the best you can with what you've got at the time, and that's you know a real paraphrasing of it. But basically, you know, if you're in a shitty situation, you know, you're going to do the best you can with it, and maybe that's maybe it wasn't really good, but by God, it was the best you could do.
1: And right, when you yeah. can do
2: better, you and when you can do better, you do better. Um, I, I wish I could remember the quote, but that basically was it. And so that was, you know, when I started looking back on, oh, I should have done this with the kids, and I was a bad mother then and that, and I'm going, no, wait a minute, you know. Yeah, yeah. things were tough then, and you and you made it through. You know, you all made it through, and, you know, it was, yeah. you did the best you could.
0: And then well, then, you, got better, my then beacon... you did
1: better. You're yeah. my beacon of it? hope. Roseanne Barr said that, you know, Oh, uh, am I a good mother? Yeah, they're all still alive. You know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean what do you want from me? They're living. <laughs>
2: well, yeah. yeah.
1: As, as long as they're not in jail, um or, you know
3: My although, criteria yeah. are
1: no one's in jail, nobody's on life yeah. support, everything is fine. Yeah. yeah. You know?
2: Yeah.
3: You
1: know, it kinda comes uh, down
2: to that, the... especially with teenagers. You know, if I can okay. get them through yeah. high school. You know, without this happening, that happening, you know, whatever, I've made it. <laughs> oh, I did <laughs> no the jail, thing. No. With an, if I could just get through oh high school,
1: yeah, without experiencing <laughs> this bad thing or that horrible thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, well, let's talk well, a little about dating. How many okay. of your children still resent you because you were too uh, intrusive, picky, or you screened their boyfriends or their girlfriends? And Mary you're just starting to get into that and Rebecca do oh you have that to look mm-hmm. forward to <laughs> Well my daughter, Katie
0: who's um just about 15, um there's two stories. One is that she gave uh Jim um uh her dad um a t-shirt that um it, it, the title of it is Dad's Against Daughter's Dating. And then Ooh. there's a list of things that uh if it's, it's it's a joke um so oh, there's okay. a list of things, like, um, that dads dads there's a list of things that dads will do upon their daughter's starting to date, which is I will come and I will find you if you hurt my daughter yeah. um i exactly. you know i will um uh learn all about you on the internet i will um you will walk my daughter to the door um at the end of an evening, um you, you know, things like that. And there's actually the website that you can go to, um, to see all of the um you know, the products that um that um, that, that, that that this organization um sells. It is really funny and it 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 um I'm torn because, you know, we have all these women's oh. rights things, um and girls, you know, being independent, and do they have to have all these things done for them, which, you know, some people would consider sexist, but at the same time, my husband and I agree, we want that guy to, you know, not only treat her well, but to walk her to the door, um, oh, to yeah. introduce himself to us, to um, talk, you know, talk with his parents, maybe, um, but as, the, you know, definitely to check on their knowledge of their, the, the kids' plans and i don't know if that's sexist or if it's just keeping our daughters safe yeah who I cares i think it's
1: just keeping anybody safe and <laughs> it's you know keeping like them safe yeah yes. oh, yes. that's true I know my daughter and and maybe I was a little um strict because I was a single parent, but my daughter hung around with a group of kids, right? And one day she came downstairs and she said, "Well, you know, Derek and uh Derek wants to come over and take me into co- to coffee in, in in you know, in the next in the little town that we live in." And I said, "Yeah." And she said, "So can I go?" And I said, "Without the other kids?" And she said, "Yeah." And I went, "Oh. Okay, so you're going on a date." Well, yeah. And I said, "Okay. When's he going to get here?" how long are you going to be there? Okay, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I went, okay, all right, that sounds fine. So then I hear her on the phone saying, yeah, Derek, well, okay, yeah, pull in the driveway and I'll come out and get you. And I went, no, 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 no. He will come in exactly. the house, you know, uh, to get you. And my my daughter just looked at me and goes, why? And I said, because that is the way it is done. And, <laughs> uh-huh. and I hear her go upstairs and I hear her go, yeah, Derek, you're going to have to come in the house, blah, 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 you know. And I was really tough. I mean, she called me from camp once. The, the, the camp is is seven miles away from our house. She, it was the Girl Scout camp. And she worked there one summer. And I would go pick her up, you know, at the end of the day. And one day she called me, and one evening she called me, and she said, well, you know, Tom, Dick Harry, whatever his name was, it wants to bring me home. Is that okay? And I went, well, let me talk to Tom Dick Harry, whatever his name is. And so he gets on the phone, and I said, now, how do you know, Brent? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And is your car yours or your dad's or mom's? You know, I mean, is that do you own that car? Is that you? Oh, uh-huh. Tell me, what is, we live on an unincorporated county road. Can you tell me what the speed limit is there? You know, and and my daughter is just mortified. And then I still didn't have a good enough feel about him. So I got in the car drove down to camp and said hi honey and she said i thought i was going home with So-and-so. and i said maybe you are let me meet him and talk with him i talked with him asked him how many accidents he had he seemed like a nice boy and i went okay you can bring her home and i got back in the car and drove home and waited for them to get here wow and my daughter <laughs> that- still dredges up that stuff
2: <laughs> that, Heather, that was excessive. You think I'm so? sorry, that was excessive. I'm sorry, she was my only like, daughter.
1: I was not going go to some car with some doofus. I, <laughs> yeah, you we didn't you even know the speed limit, okay? okay. <laughs> I
0: don't think you can ever be too protective and excessive. <laughs> I, I'm see, I'm torn. I, I I still am at that place now where okay, so what do I do? Um the interesting thing is on the opposite end of that whole thing my daughter has this formal dance and to go to and um you know it's one of those things in 8th grade that you know you go with um friends girlfriends you don't actually have to have a yeah. date and um but she has this really um male friend and he kept saying, "Well, I'm not going to go if nobody asks me." And Katie really wanted him to go because he's funny and he's a friend of, you know, the group. And he was pretty serious. He didn't want to go, and he figured if nobody asked him, then he wouldn't have to go. And I said to her, "Well, why don't you um why don't you ask him? Um just just ask him to to come to the dance." And um she said, "Oh, that's a good idea." And the next day she asked him and he said, "Sure." So I was just flabbergasted that she actually did it. Um, I thought so she But now is she this a date, said,
1: or is she, well, or are they going with And that's with what the I'm girlfriend?
0: trying to figure out because I think it is. I think that you know um, he's going to come and pick her up. You know, with his parents obviously driving. Yeah. And um, they're going to have a um, uh, you know, th- but they're meeting all their friends um, now. The interesting thing will be will be what happens when there's a slow dance, I guess. I don't know if she's going to 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 do that or not, but um, I don't know. I don't think that they want to admit that it's a date, but it yeah. feels like it's a kind of a date, so I don't know. Unless they call it a date, I don't call it a date.
1: No, uh-uh. Uh-uh. No, no. No, 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 no. Well, and kids today, I think it was that way with my daughter, too. They don't do dating. They hang no, out in groups, and yeah. I think that's a much healthier yeah. thing. It yeah, is healthy, I, I agree. Yeah. 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 So,
0: okay, so we won't call it a date?
1: No. Uh-uh. Don't call it a date. No. Um, yeah. Rebecca, you can't even yes. think far enough ahead to think about dating. You? I
3: know. Mm-hmm. No, I can't.
1: <laughs> you can't. You're so tired, you can't even think past to make the next diaper change. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the things that I noticed having children, is suddenly the whole realm, and I'm I'm hoping it's a little different for different generations, but something tells me it's not all that different, and that is if you are the mom, suddenly you become in charge of all things domestic.
0: Mm-hmm. Even if
1: you get lots of help, you're the one in charge. Has anybody else noticed that? Uh-huh. Okay, thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs>
3: My sister yeah. are you slowly
2: I, I, oh, I, I think, you slowly, I think oh. you slowly sort of uh-huh. work into that or happen into that role um but yes,
1: I agree,
0: yeah,
2: are you
1: there, and Deanna, you are now in the realm of grandmotherhood. everybody yeah. that yeah. I hear says that that's so much better than raising your own children. Do you feel that way, oh. Oh,
2: absolutely. I mean, yes. Yes. I mean, everything she does is adorable. <laughs> you know, she she pees on the floor and it's adorable. I, that, but, yeah. You know, I mean, really. I can't even imagine that. But Yeah, I mean, you ha- because you don't have expectations or I don't have expectations of her. Uh, um, yeah. you know, And part of it is because she's just, you know, she's so wonderful. She's she's perfect just the way she is. However that is, Um, and you know, and and you and you can give them back. You know, I mean, they Uh, they're being poopy and yeah, if they're being poopy and crying and it's like you're exhausted. That's what I hear
0: the most.
2: Yeah, you can give them back. Yes. 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 And that's not, you know, I mean, that's not mean or rejecting or whatever, but my God, I'm almost, I'll be 70 next month. Um, (laughs) And the idea of living with a, you know, a two and a half year old 24 seven is pretty daunting. So um, yeah, I love the time I can spend with her. And then when I get pooped and I might start getting cranky, um, I
1: can oh, you Deanna, Oh, never. Yeah. And yeah, think ass. about these grandparents who raise their children, and then for whatever reason, that, there's this huge demographic of, of, of grandparents yes. who are now raising have, their yeah. grandchildren. I have so much admiration the parents have for those women. Problems yeah. or the parents, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, and, multiple, and I have usually. heard that, you know, I've heard from several friends that when you're a grandparent, and and I can't imagine loving anything more than your own children, but if there's a problem, I mean, I know several grandparents who say, well, I love my ch- my daughter, but she's doing a miserable job of this. She needs to get her drinking under control or blah, blah, blah. And they mm-hmm. will actually go to court or something to take the grandchild yeah. to, to try and save the my grandchild daughter. from that kind of an Absolutely. environment. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. So, in other words, they're
1: choosing the grandchild over their own child. Um, and so that seems to be a phenomenon that's par- fairly common as well. Let's talk briefly. We, we're almost out of time. But let's talk um, about some of the that uh, what I call my spidey sense. You know, the, the, the Spider-Man thing, and he had his spidey sense. I, I always said, mm-hmm. as a mother, you developed your own spidey sense. Irma Bombeck said, when a child is locked in the bathroom with water running... And he says he's doing nothing, but the dog is barking, call 911. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I, I mean, do <laughs> you, you know how you develop that sense when things suddenly will get very quiet or, you know, and and you're going, no, something's going on there. Um, And you just develop that. Am I the only one who developed that, or have you guys gotten that one as well?
2: Well, yeah. I mean, if if kids are too quiet, then very possibly something is going on that you need to investigate.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right now, Especially what I'm finding it's yeah. either it's illegal time on um, electronics, or you know um, something happening around the issue of food. Um, so I definitely, am probably hypersensitive, um, and you know the teenage years you know this is the time of experimentation and all sorts of stuff so you betcha my spider senses are activated 24 7 even in my sleep i can tell when something's
1: going on yeah. yeah yeah i think you're right okay so we've got a few minutes left let's talk about advice for rebecca yeah. um <laughs> Rebecca, you're at the start of this journey. Some of us are midway through it. Some of us are are rounding up to the grandchildren era. Um, My advice, again, I'm I'm pulling on Irma Baum back here. I know so many women who knock themselves out trying to keep everything so clean and tidy. And you know what their children remember? They remember how uptight Mom was. Irma Bombeck Mm -hmm. said, cleanliness is not next to godliness.
0: It isn't even in the same
1: neighborhood. No one has ever ever gotten a a religious experience out of removing burned-on cheese from the grill of a toaster oven. (laughs) That girl will be there tomorrow, you know? Yes, Exactly. Or it'll be yeah. different burned on something tomorrow.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I always figured if the health department wasn't slapping a sign on my door, I was doing fine. Exactly. What about you? Oh, I have. Would be your I have.
2: Who? Did you say, Deanna? Yeah. I can't hear you. But I have a cute okay. story about about that. I have a friend who had triplets. Um, and she, she said, when you um, when you came in her house, she would say, if your if your feet stick, pull harder. <laughs> 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 oh,
1: God!
0: So, <laughs> Mary,
1: what about you? You have any advice?
0: Um, I just got to say that piece of advice also goes to me, and I'm sort of with teenagers. So, thank you for that. Um, we have. <laughs> a brand-new baby across the street. And um, these guys are really good at accepting offers of help with the baby for a few minutes while they go and have a shower for the first time that week. Um, mm-hmm. I, My advice would be to accept, you know, offers to look after the baby for even for a few minutes while you go and do something that you feel – you really need to do or or want to do um Mm -hmm. and it's it may be hard at first to like have somebody do that because ew somebody's touching my baby but um i think i think um having the support and accepting it from friends is important so i hope you do that
3: Yes, and I have been doing that.
0: You, you guys are welcome
3: to come over and hold the baby, and I'll also- <laughs> Yay! <Hey. laughs> That's the way to do it,
2: Rebecca. And Rebecca, I don't do, di- I don't do poopy diapers,
1: but you know. <laughs> um, Rebecca, do you have any advice for us? In dealing with you know and and I mean sometimes we we remember the things uh, the way we did it and stuff like that. Do you have any any words of advice or anything for for those experienced moms who are still who are out there and anything you, you want to tell funny. us? A lot of my
3: my thoughts about parenting are just from what you know I experienced as experiences as a child and not as a mother yet. So, but you know I I was thinking one thing about um, doing the best you can. And I remember when I was graduating high school, so it was the day of my high school graduation, my grandpa, um, who I was very close to, he was he was always super sweet and a, a big influence on me. He, um, he looked kind of melancholy, and I asked him what he was thinking about, and he said that he was thinking about how he had a lot of regrets in his life. Aww. And... And it, and it, and he—he he just seemed kind of emotional. And I remember thinking, I don't, I don't want to, you know, when I'm, you know, and my, you know, with my grandkids graduating, I don't want to think about my regrets. So, you know, I want to try and do what I want what I think is right, and then accept that. So that's that's yeah. my advice: is to just try and live without having regrets. I mean, you can't—you do the best you can, but it doesn't help to have regrets. It doesn't, it doesn't change what yeah, I happens or what's going to happen.
1: I think that's great advice. I think yeah, so as I, do too. As, yeah, as thank I you. have evolved in life, my advice. You've to evolved. I have evolved, yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're not debating that <laughs> yeah. I have since I've evolved. Known you, you've evolved? It. Oh, okay. I have okay. evolved, yes. Um <laughs> uh, but my my philosophy now is more, you know, be kind to yourself. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, just
2: be
3: just be
1: nice to yourself. Yes. yeah. You know, for, forget about yeah. all the expectations that everybody seems to want to pile on us. Forget about all the expectations. I think as moms, we pile expectations on ourselves oh, yeah. uh, to yeah. a much greater extent than anybody else does. Um, and just enjoy this time because um, it goes fast. I, I remember, uh, you know, I never knew the woman, but my father told me that his grandmother's last words were, It didn't take so long to live a lifetime. Wow! Mm -hmm. So I think that we have, yeah,
2: yeah. You do Um, have a second chance, uh, and that's when you have grandchildren. Well, no, when you have grandchildren. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Great. Um,
1: The other thing is that um, we need to keep our senses of humor and i think that that's what keeps you going if you start taking this motherhood stuff too seriously that's when it starts to become hard hard Mm -hmm. work you got to keep your sense of humor irma bombeck said it when humor goes Mm -hmm. there goes civilization (laughs) Mm -hmm. yes and so
2: so when my children tell me that i laugh inappropriately it's okay. Of course absolutely. it is. <laughs> it's absolutely appropriate yes. for you to laugh inappropriately. I know, Heather, <laughs> because you and I do that quite
0: frequently. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: The, the thing that, that I um, need to learn is that I have always, in the hardships in my life, I have always uh, made them into something humorous. And sometimes, and and I'm talking suicide, mental illness, blah, 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 you can always find something to laugh about. And my problem is that there Mm -hmm. are many people who are not geared to that. And so (laughs) you have to be careful who you laugh at about, you know, who you you joke with. We're at the end of our show. I really thank you very much, Mary. Rebecca, go back baby uh deanna go write something with the grandkids thank you so much for joining us next week we're going to have a show on what do abusers get out of abusing and thank you not with us okay happy mother's day everybody thank you you too too. bye-bye